For more information on Ancient Dragon Zen Gate, please visit our website at www.ancientdragon.org. Our teachings are offered to the community through the generosity of our supporters. To make a donation online, please visit our website. Welcome, everyone. Good morning. For you folks, I'm Tygan Layton, the guiding teacher at Ancient Dragon Zen Gate, and I want to say a little bit about Right Livelihood this morning. Right Livelihood is part of the Eightfold Path, like things like along with things like Right Effort, Right Mindfulness, Right Action. Uh, it's uh, part of the Four Noble Truths, and uh, I believe Right Livelihood is one of the most relevant early Buddhist teachings for our modern practice, or modern consumerist practice. Traditionally, not uh, right livelihood included things like not butchering animals, not fighting in wars, uh, not producing weapons of wars. Today, uh, in our so-called advanced consumerist culture, Right livelihood would include all those things, but also uh, well, many ways in which we can help rather than harm. So not encouraging addiction as a means of right livelihood. Uh, not encouraging discrimination or divisions. Not uh, using hate speech or encouraging violence. Also, things like knowing the product of your work. So if the people working on some form of assembly line to know what the results of your work is. We have a, in our modern world, many of us are involved in multitasking. But right livelihood would include work that allows space for presence, for awareness, where we're not too busy or not so rushed. So uh, Sangha is a way of encouraging right livelihood, being together, practicing together with others. And I'm very proud that uh, this Sangha, Ancient Dragon Zen Gate, includes many people who are clearly doing right livelihood. So many examples. We have many school teachers, numbers of grade teachers, also grad school teachers. We have many therapists. We have doctors, attorneys, internet workers, many chaplains. So I've lost count. I don't know, it's 12 or 15 chaplains in our Sangha, some of whom are now practicing in different states or countries even. All of these, also attorneys and doctors and a whole variety of conservationists, environmentalists, a whole variety of vocations that are right livelihood or can be right livelihood, can be helpful or productive for awareness and kindness 
even in our modern society. So there's a lot to say about right livelihood, but I'm going to keep this short. We won't have discussion. Um, but I want to say that uh, we're celebrating today David Hill, who was a founder of our Sangha, one of the founders. Uh, the other three people who were lay ordained with him are all here. Um, and David uh, was important in the history of our Sangha. He located the Irving Park space where we had our Zendo for a long time, rented, rented space that we had to give up because of the pandemic. When I first met David and talked, he, he was working, I believe, as a stockbroker. And it, it's not that stockbroking, stockbrokering, whatever the word is, could not, cannot be right livelihood. There are people who specialize in socially responsible investing, for example. But um, David was not happy with that job. So I think of David Hill, cut to you, Lively Dragon, David Hill, as a pioneer in creative, modern, right livelihood. So we'll have a ceremony for him after the talk. But I, I just wanted to say this about David and about right livelihood, that um, David took his interests and found a way to make the right livelihood. A creative, productive, helpful right livelihood out of it. David was a, an athlete. Uh, he ran marathons. He ran ultra marathons, 100 miles. <laughs> he, was, he was awesome. Um, great athlete. He also loved dogs. I believe his father was a veterinarian. And... Um, David figured out how to have a right livelihood. It combines his running and his love of dogs. So he created the Chicago Dog Runners Company, where he would go out with sometimes several dogs at a time, and, and run with them. <laughs> dogs that needed activity, dogs that needed exercise, dogs that had lots of energy. Uh, and this was a very successful company, and it is still going. Uh, he moved, David moved to Denver a while ago, and he created the Denver Dog Runners. I think that's still going too. But I don't know if it's what it's called. Maybe it's called that. So, how can each of us find a way to develop a livelihood that is constructive, that is helpful, that spreads kindness? As I said, we have in our song many people who are doing this. 
many grade school teachers, many chaplains, environmental workers, therapists, counselors. This is not easy in our world today, where there are so many pressures from consumerism. It's, it's not easy. Um, so, uh, uh, I have more time to speak, but actually maybe I've said all that I need to speak and to say. Uh, how do we think about our work? How do we think about how we spend our time, how we make a living? Uh, that allows us to be helpful in a world that needs kindness, that needs help, constructive activity. There are many ways to do that. But David was very creative about brilliant inspiration. So I wasn't going to have discussion, but actually I've said what I wanted to say. So we have a few minutes if there's somebody. We're going to have time to talk to or about David as part of the ceremony. And thank you, Hogesu, for constructing the ceremony today, the service we will have after this for David. Um, but if anybody has something, you know, just maybe a couple people online or in, in person to say about uh, quite livelihood, how do we maybe construct, make a living in a way that is constructive to our Troubled world. Comments, responses. Take a couple. David, right? Maybe you can spot people on the Alex, back there, did you miss it? Patient, hi. Megan, thank you for a nice talk. Our friend David and his right livelihood. I think, louder for people on Zoom. Yeah, I think I just want to um, add to what you were saying that, as you said, the world needs kindness, and um, often we think about maybe right livelihood as being what we do for a living, but it can be what we do not for a living. You know, so um, you know sometimes when people are between jobs or lose a job, they might do some kind of volunteer activity or, or something. And, and I think that there are, I know that I, my life was transformed by taking on some volunteer activity, um, you know, many, many years ago that turned me in a total, totally different direction in my life. So I think it's, it's worth noting that right livelihood can also involve, um, getting involved in finding something that, brings you happiness that that also brings happiness or, or makes things better for others or for the world. Thank you, Ishan. Yes, so how can we uh, volunteer our energy and activity for things that are helpful? How can we join with you know, whatever, whatever concern we have? Um, how can we 
Uh, help help groups that are that are doing productive things. Uh, uh, Bryant and Amiv, Bryant and Diane. Bryant, can you hear me? Yes, I can. Can you hear me? Please go ahead. Oh, I didn't. I didn't have a question or a comment. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought uh, I thought I said. Did I have my hand raised? Oh, maybe that was just uh, the cursor. So sorry, <laughs> but thank well, you for being. Um, since you called on me, thank you for a good talk. And <laughs> I never knew David. <laughs> I I never knew David, but uh, I wish I would have. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It was sad for our song when David relocated to Denver. But you know, Ancient Dragons Endgame now, especially in the world of Zoom, is not limited to people in Chicago. Many people have relocated from Chicago and are sharing their life energy elsewhere. So most of them uh, and uh, so, uh, Eve, did you have a comment? Um, so, you know, I recently came back from going around the world. I went to South Africa and Singapore and Australia. And I feel like right livelihood is a global problem. Yes. In, in this post-industrial age where, you know, I mean, people fought for, for over a century to have, you know, meaning good, good working conditions for manufacturing jobs. And then in, in most places, those went away. And, and, and the struggles that, that, that people had, it, it, you know, to have reasonable working conditions seem to have gone or not. But, I, I mean, in, in South Africa, people told me that for um, young people in Soweto, that the unemployment rate is 70%. Um, I saw in Australia with Australian Aboriginal people that, you know, some people choose to live in the bush. And that's fine. Other people don't and don't have meaningful work. And, um, you know, I, so it's harder for people who are marginalized and, and disenfranchised. And and I think, and, and it isn't just a matter of, you know, universal basic income. I think people really do need meaningful work. They need to feel like they're making a contribution and they're, they're part of something. And, and, and I think, like you said, it really prioritizes it as a global problem. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yes, this is not just about Chicago or the United States. As he says, it's a global issue. And I think the thing you added uh, that I think is very important, helpful and uh, work that supports awareness, but also meaningful work. I think that's what brought me to Zen. We're looking for something, some way to live in a way that felt meaningful. So I felt like there wasn't so much meaning in our world. And so this is uh, this is an important part of my life. So thank you for bringing that up. And what me what meaningful is is different for different people. So uh, this is about you, about each one of us. How do we each find our way of being productive and helpful 
in our in the world and in our work in the world. Kathy, did you have something? Maybe that'll be you'll be the last person. I'm a little bit confused because I was thinking, is it a chance to talk about David? No, no, we'll have a time to talk about David later. I see. Okay. This is, uh, okay. so we will have a ceremony that will include a time. So we're having a, cer- a ceremony to honor David Hill. And uh, people can, there will be a time for people online or here in person to speak about David or to David. But I want, I was just focusing on this this practice that we all have some relationship to of how do we make our life meaningful and helpful and really appreciated? That was one of the many things I really appreciated about it. So any other comments just about right livelihood and how what that might be how yes jen and then what that will be the last person um i i want to say something personal and um but it might be just personal to me but right livelihood is extremely difficult um i'm a retired person and i buy things in plastic containers and eat them, but then throw away the plastic container. And um, I use a cell phone, and I use a computer that I'm really tied to. And uh, now I'm driving a car that uses gas, and uh, um, I'm it's a global thing that um, in the D- Democratic Republic of the Congo, there are people who are risking their lives every day for seven or eight dollars a day, and their product goes to people who own corporations, and these people who own these corporations are known to collect $5,000 an hour and they become billionaires and they're profiting from the extraordinary effort of people who literally risk their lives because they build tunnels into cobalt mines and it's not like a tunnel in the United States in a coal mine where they brace the tunnel so that the people coming into it won't have the tunnel collapse on them. They just dig these tunnels and if the tunnel collapses, that's the end of the person digging the tunnel. And the person who is digging it might make $7 a day and you can see that they have risked their lives. Um, and we can't get along, or I can't get along in my lifestyle without the cobalt that comes out of this mine in the Democratic Republic of the Congo. Uh, I learned this on Democracy Now! this week, and um, 
my struggle right now is to accept the life that I have, that I am in, and accept the idea that my life depends on the people who are risking their lives to produce my computer, my cell phone, my car. Um, and that's just, that is just one example. And if, with your permission, I would give another example. Well, I think we're getting close to time, so I think yes. I, if, if, if I may, I would like to just stop you there. But thank you for mentioning that. And I will just add to that that many of the people in the Congo who are doing this mining are like children, six, seven, eight years old, often earning less than $7 an hour. A day. A day. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, um, Anyway, thank you for that. Yes, thinking about the whole world, right livelihood is very challenging. But for all of us in our practice, to think about what we can do, and again, I, I feel inspired by David Hill's life because he really put together something uh, that was extraordinary, right livelihood. So it's time for us to stop uh, this talk and discussion. But thank you all very much for being here. Uh, we will now uh, pause and rearrange things for the service. <laughs>